a virus, a chess champion, question of the month, and an interview with Bradley. All that and more coming up on the March edition of the EVCS podcast. In a shocking turn of events, the coronavirus forced Mayor Bill de Blasio to shut down DOE schools on March 16th. Fifth grade teacher Ruth felt sad a few days into the shutdown. Mostly I'm feeling really sad that I don't get to see my students for a while and I'm missing them a lot. Um, Also feeling a lot like a fifth grader in that... I'm going kind of stir-crazy in my house and did some jumping jacks this morning to get some energy out um, and trying to make myself a schedule so that I have a little bit of routine. Prior to the school being closed, some students shared their thoughts on the virus situation. I'm just scared that I'm going to get it or my family is going to get it, but I think that it's not going to be that bad. I feel really scared and sad for people who have it and have the symptoms. And it is very contagious, so I am worrying about getting it. I really don't care because I have a very slight chance of getting it, so I'm not really freaking out about it. Teachers and students have been working hard getting comfortable with remote learning. Shanir in second grade, Royanne in fourth grade, and Noam in fifth grade spoke of the positives. Online learning is a little bit weird, but it's funner because we get to be on the computer all the time. I like it. I like using the computer. It's a lot easier for me to get things done, and I can get things done, like, in however time I want. I don't have a deadline to do it. I think remote learning so far is good because when we want to take a break after we've done a lot of work, we can just, like, rest in bed for, like, 10 minutes or sit on the couch. But in school, we have to do it all at like one certain amount of time. And also, we can work on the couch whenever we want. For parents, it has been a little bit more difficult. I would say that one of the challenges of, of having the kids home uh, was an experience I've had now more than, more than once, actually, uh, when I said to them, hey, fellas, I've got to take a, a really, really important call. Um, which in our circumstances now means I'm going to be doing, you know, a Google meetup uh, on the toilet because that's about the only place I can get some privacy. And I say, guys, do not, do not knock on the door or interrupt me unless it is an emergency. And I say, okay, mom, okay, mom, right? And then you get yourself set up in there and you're all perched on top of your toilet seat taking a call and inevitably two seconds later there's bang 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 on the door and you go oh god excuse me you know you say to your colleagues so sorry it must be a life-threatening emergency with my children just please give me a second you open the door and they're like mom you're like yes oh my god are you okay and they're like can you open the chips i can't get the bag of chips open i can't open the chips Little little buggers. The mayor now expects schools to be closed for the rest of the school year. Jeez Louise.
Now, let's get to some pre-shutdown news. A champion has been crowned. Afim won the third annual EVCS chess tournament on March 13th. His classmates went absolutely bonkers when Afim was announced as the champion. I would like to announce the winner of the chess tournament, your classmate, Afim! In an epic battle against defending champion Odin in the final, Afim was able to win by checkmate after 21 minutes. A key point in the match came when Afim chose to give up his queen instead of being forced into a draw. He explained his thinking. I gave up my queen because I think Odin was going for a draw because he had my queen trapped. I only had one place to go, so I had to keep on going there. I went there twice, and then I'm like, this is a draw if I do it one more time. So then I took the, I moved my bishop to protect my queen. He took the queen, I took his um, rook, and then I was in the lead because I was gonna promote. And then he had to sack his rook because he knew I was gonna promote. Ayman in fifth grade came in third place, and Connor in second grade rounded out the top four. The school has an infestation of bookworms. The Reading Olympics at EVCS started on March 3rd. Students can earn points and prizes by reading more and more books. Quinn in fifth grade said it is a good motivator. It's special because it's like fun because it makes it like you want to like you're a little bit more motivated to read books. With all the extra time at home these days, reading is a great activity for the whole family. Reduce, reuse, recycle, and compost? EVCS was focusing on the environment in March with an emphasis on the cafeteria. Parent volunteers were enlisted to help kids sort through their waste at lunchtime. The volunteers had various reasons for helping. Volunteer because I want to be part of the community. My son is part of the community and I would like to be part of the community as well. I was really excited to volunteer um, in the lunchroom to help kids um, put their, their trash and recyclables in the right place to help our environment, to, put, to be able to recycle everything that should be recycled, compost all the food and paper products, and limit as much trash as we can. Remember, only you can prevent environmental degradation. Coming up next is our question of the month segment with our reporters, Emmy Lou, Sorrentha, Hazel, Louisa, Sadie, Harriet, and Sasha. What do you want to be when you grow up and why? I want to be an artist because it's something I enjoy and something that I do on my free time. What do you want to be when you grow up and why? I want to be a dancer or an actress because I want to. I want to be a neurosurgeon because um, 
It's very interesting looking into people's brains with the blood and the um, and you get to like put experiments into it. Oh, I want to be myself because I like being myself, and I want to be a police because I like. No, I want to be in the U.S. Army because then no, I don't know. Um, I want to either be a marine biologist, a conservation biologist, or vet because I like animals. I want to be an architect because I like to draw like plans that are accurate and things like that. I want to be a, f a fireman because um, I like helping people. I want to be an engineer for NASA and I've always wanted to be that because I'm really interested in space and I also really like building things. I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. Why? Why? Because it sounds like it's fun and you get to see space. And... I want to be a cop. to be a policeman. I'm not sure why, I just want to. And I want to be an astronaut because um, you get to see space and you get to study many different things. I think I want to be this person who flies to Mars and takes to Mars and brings it back to Earth and makes it this cool robot that can destroy the whole entire world. Why? A billionaire. Why? Because I won't. I don't have to buy a. I have to buy a limo, and I don't have to be in the city. I want to be an artist because I like to draw. A doctor because I want to make people healthy. Goodbye. I want to be an endangered animal rescuer because there's endangered animals and I want to help them as much as we can, as I can. I don't know, maybe a geologist or model because you get a lot of money. I want to be a president or a dance teacher. I want to be an architect. I, I forgot how you pronounce it, artisan. I don't know, but someone who designs buildings because you can make lots of money. I want to be a doctor. Why? Because it's creative and it helps people. I want to be an artist when I grow up because I've had experience with really great kid artists. For example, Sasha right here. And I, um, she's my role model to become when I grow up. I want to be a fashion designer because I love designing clothes and stuff like that. Well, I want to be a writer or a scientist because I love solving the mysteries of life and I also think of very imaginative things. I have no idea, but I think either YouTuber because you don't have to go anywhere. I want to be a makeup artist because I can express my feelings in my life story. 
I'm Harrison, and I kind of want to be an inventor because, I mean, I've been, I've been playing and inventing stuff since I was like a kid, so yeah. I want to be an archaeologist because when you find one fossil and it costs like a million dollars, you don't have to do anything for the whole entire rest of your life. What do you want to be when you grow up and why? March was filled with events at EVCS. Here are some details on just a couple of them. For the days of Jumbo lived a prehistoric fellow who loved a maiden courting her beneath the banyan tree. And they had lots of children, their children all had children. They kept on having children until one of them had a We're a family. Tom Chapin held a mini-concert at EVCS on March 3rd. Our reporter Hazel described the scene. So all the parents seem super interested, all the kids seem super interested. He seems like he's really happy and he's like letting them sing but telling them a few words so that they actually learn it. And he looks really friendly. Um, he's wearing a blue shirt and he's um, carrying a banjo which he's playing and he's singing and it's really awesome sounding. Students, teachers, and parents were singing and dancing in their seats as the children's singer played his hit songs like R-E-C-Y-C-L-E. A stegosaurus in the forest, pushing out some hay, laying down his news in a bed of roots and said they passed away. Her body changed and rearranged as he sat beneath the soil. Over time she turned to slime and then she turned to oil. So she disappears for a jillion years till finally she is found. Like a name Bill with an oil dream who sucks her from the ground. Young students like Jaylene in second grade loved the recycle song for personal reasons. I like it because it's about recycling and my grandma Sweetie Pie recycles a lot and it reminds me of her recycling. And not so young assistant principals were brought back to their childhood. Well, he said his first album came out in 1988. I was in kindergarten. Um, so I've been listening to his music my whole childhood. Went to see his concerts all the time, played his cassette tapes in the car on long drives. Um, and now I get to share that music with my daughter at home, taking her to some concerts, listening to the music in our home, and now we get to do this here. It's awesome. You can find out more about Tom Chapin at TomChapin.com.
are the champions. EVCS won the Battle of the Family Bands that took place at the Bowery Ballroom on March 8th. Carrie Chan, District 1 Superintendent, announced the winner to an excited crowd. After the win, Principal Bradley was pretty happy. Feeling pretty good! Woo! This beautiful trophy coming home. If anybody wants to visit it, you can find it in room 210. It'll be sitting on my desk. Very, very happy. The EVCS band impressed the judges with a set that included a Black Sabbath cover, a theremin, and this drum duet by music teacher Terry and Jonathan and Yaeli's dad. Only Affair was a big hit with parents. I had the time of my life tonight. I've never seen so many talented musicians and performers, but EVCS brought it home, baby! To the other schools that competed, better luck next time. We'll be right back with our interview with Bradley. So remote learning started this week at EVCS. How do you think it's going? I think it's going pretty well, all things considered. It's, uh, it's obviously a lot of new learning for everybody, which can be hard. Um, but already we've had a tremendous um, level of, of participation from our kids. On the first day that we launched remote learning, we had over 95% of our kids show up for school that day from their homes, logging into Google Classroom and participating in all the activities that their teachers had uh, created for them. So that was a tremendous, tremendous success, honestly, for, for day one, way beyond what we imagined was even possible. So yeah, you know, it's, it's still new. We're learning how to do this. It's new for everybody, not just the kids, it's new for the teachers too. And, uh, uh, so we're, we're figuring it out, but I would say so far it's going pretty well. What do you envision being the biggest challenge during this period where all the schools are closed? I mean, I think the biggest challenge is just that we're all gonna be missing our friends and our teachers so much. It's hard not being together. We're used to being um, all together as one community. Uh, where we can collaborate, we can communicate, we can be together, we can play. 
Um, and uh, it's, so it's hard to, to be physically separated from each other. Um, and, um, and it's only been a couple of weeks, so I think that it's only going to get harder. But, uh, but we're going to find ways around that through using technology to kind of uh, to bring us all together, even, even you know, virtually. What do you think parents and the kids can do to make this whole situation with remote learning as uh, successful as possible? So I think it's really important that we try to build in as much routine as possible. So, I mean, it's obviously, it's different when you're, you're not in your classroom, you're, you're, you're home all day. Um, but I think that um, just like when we start our school day, we, we start off with a morning meeting and we go over the agenda for the day and there are certain kind of structures and, and things that we do every single day. If we build those into our remote learning routines too, I think it'll, uh, I think that'll only, um, that'll only help us uh, to, to make the most of it. And, um, and, you know, we're used to having our, our classmates to collaborate with and we're used to having our teachers to, to support us in our learning. Obviously, that's gonna look a little bit different now under remote learning. But um, yeah, so I think it's, it's really important that we, we all try to be as independent in our learning as possible. It's not always easy. Now you've been sick for the past week or so. Um, what can you tell us about that experience, Bradley? Yeah, it's true. I, like so many other New Yorkers and so many people all around the world, was sick recently with coronavirus. It's no fun. It's, uh, it's a pretty serious illness, but I am doing much, much better right now. I'm feeling stronger and better every single day. I am on my way to a complete and total recovery, which I'm very, very thankful about. So I don't want anybody to worry because I'm feeling pretty good right now. Finally, is there anything you want to say to the kids, the students of EVCS? I just want to say to all the kids of EVCS that I miss you guys so much. I just can't wait till we're all back together again in the, in the same place. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to make the most of this. We're going to be okay. We're a strong community and we're going to get through this together. I miss you guys. I love you. See you soon. tuning in this month to the EVCS podcast. A special thanks to our reporters Eli, Edie, Emmylou, Hazel, Louisa, Harriet, Sorrentha, Sadie, and Sasha. We will finish off this show with some more music from Tom Chapin. Also, if you keep listening, you will hear Hazel's extended interview with the children's singer. This episode was hosted by me, Eric, and produced by me, 
the fantastically hardworking, professional physical education teacher and amateur podcast producer, Eric Gerard Spence. Have a great day. Is your name? My name is Tom Chapin. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I just played in front of uh, the school, the East Village School. What do you think about the East Village School? Well, it's my only first, it's first time here, but I, I gotta say that uh, your music teacher and all your folks did, they did such a wonderful job, and your students could sing so well. Thank you. Um, what made what like made you want to become a children's singer? It seems like a really interesting like job. Well, it is. I, I did when I was a, a kid. I wanted to be a singer, and I learned to play guitar with my brothers. My older brother was a very famous uh, singer songwriter named Harry Chapin, who wrote "Cats in the Cradle" and oh, "Taxi." Yeah, yeah, heard that, it. yeah, that song. And uh, and but he died early. And, but we were uh, we were a, a trio with my other brother Steve, and then I started singing as a solo. And uh, and I was singing for grown-ups mostly, you know, singing love songs and and pop tunes and stuff, writing those kind of songs. Yeah. And then my daughters, one of whom was here today, Abigail, yeah. when she turned eight, and Lily was six, I realized, boy, you know, there's not a lot of songs for this age. There's lots of songs for toddlers, little kids, music. And then you get into into the radio, and when you're in middle school, but that age of four to ten. Yeah, I've noticed that there's not a lot of actually like music for that age. Right, and so that was what I said. Boy, I, I, I want to write some music that's kid friendly and adult safe, and that both you and your parents would like. And because once you get into the radio, it's it's the parents are not going to want to listen to it with, with you. So that's 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 what got me into it. My my own kids. That's really awesome, and like, so what inspired you to write Family Tree? Well. I was writing, uh, it was actually the first family recording, and my friend John Forster, a very good writer and a friend, uh, we were trying to write a, a song about how everybody in, the, uh, in America has come from someplace else, if you go back far enough. It might be your grandparents, it might be, it might be you, it might be your parents, it might be your great-great-grandparents. So that was the idea to start was that we were trying, I mean, I think we wrote the first verse, before the j- days of Jell-O, there was an, a, you know, a prehistoric fellow and, and we wrote that verse, and then we came up with the idea of we're a family and we're a tree, uh, and, and our roots go deep down in history. So, but it was about trying to write a song about, really about America, and it could be almost any country where people come from many places and, 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 and end up there. So it was basically 
inspired because you wanted to say that like everybody's basically related. Yeah. So that's that's really interesting. Sorry. Because that was the last uh, that's the last verse. You know, uh, you're probably my cousin, and the whole world is our kin. Yeah, I noticed that was like I thought that was pretty like that kind of represented it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, do you like singing for children? I love singing for children, uh, but not necessarily just children alone. It's, it's really fun to sing for families. Uh, the, I call this family music that I do. But, of course, we do a school, and that's, but there's grown-ups and, and kids there. So I, 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 you know, I'm not a, a mime or a clown or something, so I don't, I don't want to do like little kids' parties and stuff. But what I would like to do is sing for... for it was really, the music was really written for parents and kids to listen to and sing together. So that's my favorite. That's really, really interesting. And have you ever gotten, like, scared on stage or had stage fright or something? Yeah, you do off and on in funny, funny times, you know. Uh, sometimes you feel fine. You're always a little bit on edge because it is a performance, and you want people to like you, and you want to get your message across. But as long as you remember that, you, that you're telling stories and you, and you got something to, you know, you have some things in your bag, your, your songs that... And what was great about coming to this school, to East Village this morning, was the kids knew all the songs, well, almost all the songs. I did two songs I didn't know. But uh, it was really fun to, to walk in here and I started with R-E-C-Y-C-L-E and the whole audience, R-E-C-Y-C-L-E. It's, it's, it's really a wonderful thing for a songwriter to hear his words to come back to them and feel that people are singing. Yeah, um, a close friend of mine actually recently died, but whenever he'd see his art, he'd be super surprised because like, he didn't. He knew people liked his art, but he would always be super surprised, which I loved. I'd love being with him, and then he'd be super surprised. There was, like, his giraffe on somebody's shirt. Oh, neat. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, you, you, you're doing the, in a sense, you're trying to get this out there, you know, and you're singing songs, but you're never sure where they drop. You never, what happens is almost, almost, in some ways, it's like having your child and your child goes out into the world and you don't know what they're going to do with, you know, and what people are going to connect with. And uh, so it's really wonderful to hear your songs sung. So, like, Recycled is meant to get the message that, like, people should recycle, and, like, that's really cool. There's a tricky thing about that song because one of the things we said, we should never say, you should recycle, you should recycle. So we, instead you tell a story, you know, a stegosaurus in the forest, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and you tell a story and the story leads you into the chorus oh. as opposed to, you should every day take your stuff and go and put it, because your, your mind turns off to that. So the idea with the kids' song especially, but also adult songs, is not, is not to preach. It's like, you should be doing this, and I'm better than you. I can do this better than you. No, you tell a story about, about something, and it leads, into, you know, it, leads, it leads into people hearing it and maybe learning something. And is there anything else you want to say about like, your songs or anything? Well, uh, I feel kind of blessed to do what I do. I've been doing this a lot of years now. I'm turning 75 this year. Exactly. And yeah, and uh, and it's really uh, one of the nice it's a wonderful way to spend a life is singing songs with and and to and for people. So you particularly you don't enjoy just singing for like little kids and just singing for adults. Be like singing for like a whole group of people? Well, uh, there's, um, I've, I've sung for everybody. You know, I do, I do a lot of concerts for just for grown-ups, and I do a lot of concerts for families, and I do some schools concerts. And um, they're all different. Uh, they're all have their, have their great strengths, and it's great fun. I mean, but there's not, not a lot better than 
coming to the school and hearing my songs being sung so well by you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.